तब कथाम तप्त जीवनम कविवीड़ कलमशापहम श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदातम भुवि गृहती ये भुरीदा जना द नेक्चर ऑफ द वर्ड्स इज द लाइफ फॉर दोज हुर स्कॉर्स बाय द वर्ल्ड द वर्ड्स व्हिच हैव बीन आटर्ड बाय द नोअर्स ऑफ ट्रूथ व्हिच आई पाउच सिंस द वेरी हियरिंग ऑफ व्हिच इज बेनिफिशियल व्हिच आर ब्यूटीफुल प्लीजिंग टू द इयर्स प्लीजिंग टू द हार्ट्स व्हिच आर इनएक्सॉस्टेबल दोज हु रिकाउंट देम ऑन द अर्थ अर्धगीवर्स प्लेंटी ओम शांति ही शांति ही शांति ही पीस 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 बिन टोल Stories of the Vedanta monks. Last two Saturdays, we talked about the monks of Benares. As I told you, the art I watched, I worked on a book, Prachin Shadudir Katha, in Bengali, in two volumes, eight hundred twenty-five pages manuscript. These swamis of the Ramakrishna order. Do you want to be close so that you can hear me? Okay. Prachin Shadudev Katha: Stories of the Old Monks of the Ramakrishna order. We have not physically seen Sri Ramakrishna. We have not seen his disciples either. The last one died in 1939, Swami Abhidhananda. That is Ramakrishna is the original. His direct disciples are the first generation of the Ramakrishna monks. Second generation, their stories I or I found I worked on this book, in this book. This second generation, we are the third generation. This second generation monks were trained by Sri Ramakrishna's disciples, and they learned from them about Sri Ramakrishna, about Holy Mother, about Swami Ji. I told you that I at least met two persons who met Sri Ramakrishna. I met many disciples of Holy Mother. Swamiji, Brahmananda. So what I saw and what I learned from them, those things I recorded. Some came from my diary. Some came from my cassette tape recorder. I interviewed them. And some came from the diaries of the Ajay monks. So those are the and some came from the magazines. So those are the my. Source materials, you see. 
There are many things are not in the books. It comes through oral tradition. Parampara. You tell, um, my guru told me, as I am telling to my disciples, they will tell to the next disciples. That is the way the Vedic knowledge came to us. At that time there is no book, no book, no printing. Through Shruti. Guru chants, disciple hears, memorizes, then he gives to the next generation. This is the way all the Upanishad Vedas came to us. So this is parampara, very important. And that period, that time, only people only listen. And now we have tape recorder, DVD, video, all those things. So we are more advanced now. So tonight I shall talk to you about Swami Dhiryasananda. He is one of my favorite monks. I met him in 1970, February. I went to Lucknow to attend the dedication ceremony of the Vivekananda Polyclinic. So I stopped in Benares. I saw a Swami, a cap in head, it is in February, little beard. I bowed down. What is your name? I told my name. Oh, I know you. This is the first time he saw me. But I read your writings. He used to live in Benares. We have two, two ashramas. One is the mot, temple, worship. Another adjacent is the hospital, big hospital. So he used to live in one of the rooms in the back of the hospital. In the back of the hospital. So, he is a very, very special monk. Do you know what does mean? He is highly spiritual, highly learned, and he applied Vedanta in his life. Two, two brahmacharis came from Konkhal, they told me they hear mode of teachings. If anybody would come, Maharaj, would you teach me Vedanta? Sure. But whatever I shall teach, first you will have to memorize them. So this is brahmachari will have to memorize four verses, come to him, repeat. You repeat, then he will explain, then he will give class. His method is, I shall work and you people will not work. I won't let you do that. <laughs> you will have to work also. That is his method of teaching. Uh, he was the disciple of Swami Sharadananda. He got his monastic vows in 1932 from Swami Shivananda. Maybe Sharadananda. Then whole life he practiced austerities in the Himalayas and other places. And he used to teach the monks. He is the monk's monk. <laughs> so I knew him from 1970 to 1998, till his death. And whenever I go from India, from America to India, I always met him.
As I told you, I have a very student's nature. I always love to learn. Miss Josephine McLeod said, you people think Vivekananda was a teacher. He was a great learner. He learned continuously. As a result, he is always fresh. Always something, he spoke something new. Learn. In 1977, I was then in Hollywood, went to Benares, stayed there for a few days. So whenever I have a little time, I used to go to different Swami's room and I interviewed them with my tape recorder. I remember I had a beautiful Sony tape recorder, very good, <laughs> with cassette. Then I, whatever I learned in the night time, I, I have a diary. I always keep a diary, so I used to write in my diary. And I had always a desire to go to the Himalayas and practice austerity, depending only on God, without carrying anything. Live arms, beg food, and just think about God. But I could not do it. I was sent when, as soon as I got Shannath, they sent me to America. <laughs> <laughs> so this Swami satisfied some of my desires, sharing his experiences in the Himalayas. And he gave me his 13 diaries. Based on his diary, I gave a series of lectures from the diary of a monk. I gave 30 lectures. Those things are all in the... I think it is in the GBGs now. From 1936 to 1969, he lived in Himalayas, Konkal, Hardwar, in that western world. And those things he wrote in a two big volumes, Sat, Shanga, Ratnavali, Gems from the Guardian of Saints. That is the name of his diary. Gems from the Guardian of Saints. He has a private diary. He used to go to the Jivanan disciples of Sri Ramakrishna or some senior monks and whatever he would listen, he would come and write down, write down, write down. That diary, very personal that he gave to me. I think not this year, last two summers ago. I came, only three months I only copied the diary and prepared the manuscript. He wrote to me on 4th February 1983. I, am, I have sent the diary to you by registered mail. Please acknowledge. He told me, you know, some of the people do not know the value of these diaries and all these things which I collected. As soon as they die, they will dump into the Ganges. Why don't you take them to America <laughs> and use them? I tried to follow his advice. Sometimes I wish to send a little money from Christmas time, just for a little food and other things.
you should write me a letter, write a letter. The letters I Xerox them and paste for my manuscript. This is the manuscript of that book, copy of the manuscript. Then I met another person. His name is Gurudas Gupta, disciple of Swami Sharadananda. He was a principal of a uni college, but never married. Led life like a brahmachari. And he also collected from different monks in Banaras, many retired monks who are living. So he collected, whatever he would hear from them, they used to talk. They used to relate their memories and olden days, and he used to come and write down. So his diary is also like this. Those diaries, when he died, it went to Tireshananda, then it went to Raghubarananda, Raghubarananda gave to me. And those diaries I brought here. Those diaries helped me to write that famous book, They Lived With God. A lot of new, new materials of the household disciples I found in, that, in those diaries. You know, I cannot tell you how precious those things are. Sometimes I feel the other monks, if they would all they would keep their diaries and write their reminiscences, we would get huge, huge amount of information about the diary disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. Some Swamis did not leave anything, just they died. And at the same time, they are very close to these Swamis. Fifth January, 1984, Banaras Shivashram. He wrote me a letter. Look, there are many, many obstacles in his spiritual life. Many. To attain the self-knowledge, there are 100 millions, 100 lakhs, that means 10 million obstacles. If you go to visit a temple, five million obstacles. On the way to have the Ganges, bath in the Ganges, there are two and a half million obstacles. <laughs> and to give charity to the people, then one and a half million of obstacles. In this way, he was talking about obstacles, obstacles. Then Krishna was still beam, that famous powerful man. He was telling Krishna, tell me the obstacles. I have a mace, Goda. I shall break all obstacles. <laughs> then Krishna said, really? You could? But you know, they are very subtle. You cannot kill them. Tell me what those obstacles are. All right. Today is the auspicious day. Millions of people will go to bathe in the Ganges. And you also bathe there and see how many obstacles are there. So Bhim went from morning till evening, walking on the bank of the Ganges and watching. He did not find any obstacles. <laughs> so in the evening he came back, Krishna, I did not find a single one. <laughs> then Krishna said, did you bathe in the Ganges? Well, no, I was just searching only the obstacles. <laughs> that is the obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> did you bathe in the Ganges? No. But that is a great obstacle. 
you would be amazing. You walked on the bank of the Ganges, but you did not take bath. And people from far away came to bath, got the virtue. Just this, that is an obstacle. Vidyayam, he quoted the scripture. Vidyayam dhvaninam koji tadartam harivandire tadartam jannavidire tadartam dukshine kare. But do you know what is the other obstacle? Other obstacles is in the right hand of the people. Charity. Some people are so hesitant to give charity to the people. That is an obstacle. 10th October 1984, Bernard Sevastam. I am now old, I have some cold and... But you know, do you know how do I look about life? Which is a dream. When dream breaks, we see the reality. Dream, dream. There is a famous Greek philosopher. He used to teach human life is nothing but a dream. Diogenes. His disciples said, really it is a dream? Yes. Then they tie the philosopher's leg and pulled on the street. And his whole body was cuts and bruises. Tell me, is life a dream? Yes. This human life is a dream, but it is a painful dream. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very painful dream. When you look, you are my disciples, pull me on the street and pull my body, cuts and bruises. Painful dream. This organ, ignorance is the sleep, and in this ignorance we are all dreaming, dreaming. Swamiji says, if you really dream, dream a higher dream. I am Atman. I am Atman. That is a dream, but higher dream. Instead of wife, children, family, these, that, that is a dream. Then he said, I am presenting a beautiful Sanskrit verse to you. Then you will understand what I mean. Ahankaro dhyam brute ma suptvayam prabudhaya uthite parmanande nam na tvam nedam jagat. It is a beautiful verse, you know. It is a essence of Vedanta. Atman is sleeping inside. Buddhi, intellect, is kulota. Kulota means unfaithful wife. That is called kulota. And buddhi fell in love with ego, ahankar. He is also very unfaithful. Promiscuous, you must say. Husband is promiscuous, wife is also promiscuous. <laughs> so the buddhi fell in love with ego. And one day Buddha was telling ego, you know, we have such a nice time, why shall we not awaken the Atman? Then let, him, let us share some of our joy to our Atman. Ahankar, ego said, 
never, never do that. Why? The moment the Atman will arise, he will die, I will die. The moment self-knowledge comes, all intellect and ego disappear. The moment self-knowledge comes, the ego will die instantly, and Buddha also will, will merge into Brahman. So he will die, I will die. Let the Atman sleep, don't disturb the Atman. <laughs> Um, you know, don't think Vedanta is only tall and dry. <laughs> <laughs> Vedanta is not tall and dry. <laughs> there is a beautiful verse in Bodhashara by Norhori Acharya. How a non-dualist can worship Brahman, worship God? Non-dualist means, I am the Atman. How that person can worship God? Visheshwari cha sudhiya guliti upi bhede bhave na bhakti saite na samarchanara praneshwari tu cha durja militi upi chitte vasranchale bhyabhitu upi prakshaniyam it's a beautiful verse. When an Indian girl is married, she is very shy, bashful. She has a long veil. She cannot talk with her husband publicly. Otherwise, she will be criticized. But she loves to see her husband from a distance through the veil. She knows from her very heart, my husband and myself, we are one. But she loves to see her husband from a distance through a veil. Similarly, a Nora Brahman knows that Brahman and myself both are the same. But for the sake of the worship, he meditates here and keeping Brahman outside in the form. But as it is possible, so Brahman can be worshipped in this way. <coughs> it's a beautiful verse. He mentioned another very beautiful story. Sometimes people complain, I have so much problem, so much trouble in my life. He wrote, those who say that, tell this story to them. The snake and the mongoose, they have enmity. Always remember, snake and mongoose, they fight and fight. When snake, cobra, hits the mongoose, mongoose gets that poison, immediately he leaves the place. Mongoose goes in the jungle, he digs some roots, sniff and chews something, immediately the poison goes away. He knows the antidote of the poison. Again, the mongoose comes and attacks the snake. So this is called mongoose and snake fight. He said, when the Maya, this world, attacks him, it may be very painful. Do you know how to get rid of that pain, that poison of Maya? Just dive deep within and touch the Atman. Atman has a tremendous healing power. You know, it is absolutely true. 
the moment you touch God, Atman, Maya becomes ineffective, cannot do anything to you. One day Thakur said, Mahamaya is swallowing everybody, but those who are around me, Mahamaya does not touch them. That is the reason we come to Kali Mandir, we want to reach Sri Ramakrishna's books, mother's books, because at that time Mahamaya is away from you. Holy company is very, very important in life. You cannot buy it. Then he told, that is a beautiful story. He said that when this worldly problem is, it is painful, you know. But do you know what? If your mind is not there, it will not hurt you. These Vedantic monks, they know how to separate the mind and the body. You do not experience the pain in your body, you experience the pain in the mind. Sometimes I tell people, you know, I remember once, I went to see Swami Gombirananda, he came to Boston in 1972 for detachment retina surgery. I saw he was in bed. An American brahmachari was reading the Dhruva in, you know, in Chicago. He was reading Gospel of Ramakrishna, he was listening. He was reading Kachopanishad, lying in bed, he was explaining. I learned that even in hospital, when you are sick, how to keep mind in God, instead of ah, ooh, ah, ooh, in hospital bed. <laughs> At least you can withdraw your mind from this body and can fix in God. You know, there are many things to learn from Vedanta, I tell you. 24th November 1981, Banaras Shivasram. This world is just like a movie. I believe one of the Himalayan monks used to explain Vedanta through cinema. When do you go to the movie house, what do you see? Big screen in the back, projector, and the film, and the light focus, and it goes on the, on the film, on the, on the screen. Sometimes we see fire, we see heavy rain. But you go and touch the screen, it is not burned, it is not wet either. The screen remains the same. So this, the projector is buddhi, intellect. And the cellulite, that plastic, that all the pictures, many, many pictures, perhaps you have seen that how the film comes in the big role. Those films, each, each, each picture is one desire. And here is the light, which is focusing through the, through, through the projector. That light is maya. Projecting on the Atman. And all the pictures and bhasana and forms and just movies continuously moves. It does not just stop even for a second. It is continuously rotating the movie reel. But that is our, our life. Each person's life is a movie. Millions of 
experiences of your life are all in the real and you are focusing always on the Atman. He says, try to see this world this way. A big movie is going on. And be the witness. Be the witness. And be like that screen, Atman, unperturbed, undisturbed. Fifth March 1982, Banaras Shiva I sent him a copy of my book, How a Shepherd Boy Became a Saint. Shami, teachings of Shami, Life and Teachings of Shami Adbhutananda. He read it. Then he quoted that in page 44, the incident you mentioned, I directly heard from Shami Shuddhananda that story. Let me write you what I heard. Swami Shuddhananda and Swami Adbhutananda. Adbhutananda is Lachu Maharaj. Acquired zero education. Hundred persons illiterate. He and Swami Shuddhananda went to hear a class on the Kacha Upanishad. And the Pandit, a scholar, was explaining this Kacha Upanishad. Kacha Upanishad. The last verse of the Kacha Upanishad is Tang swat sharirat prabrihir munjat iba ishikam adhurjena. That is the last verse of the Kacha Upanishad. A Nuara Brahman, do you know what does he do? Perhaps you have seen, here is a grass. You can pull the stalk in the middle of that grass this way. The grass will remain the same, but you can pull the stalk. Two, three blades of the grass, you can pull it. Well, a Nuara Brahman separate the Atman from the body, like separating the blades of grass from the stalk. That is the example in the last verse of the Kachavanishad. The moment, Slatumaras does not have any education. But his intuitive knowledge, he immediately shouted. The, the class was going on. Hey, Shudir! Well, Punjit said the right thing. Hey, Shudir! Punjit said the right thing. Maharaj, keep quiet, it is the class. <laughs> <laughs> so he keep quiet. Hey, Shudir! Punjit said the right thing. Mane, that teaching carried his experience. But I experienced the same thing. So he was repeating again and again. Then Swami Shuddhananda told him, Maharaj, let us go. <laughs> in a stage of disturbing the class, he took the Maharaj and came out. <laughs> let us leave the class. Then he came and he and both of them in the, sleeping in the same room in Balaram's house in North Calcutta. At night time, Hey Shudir, Maharaj, Punjit said the same thing, right thing. <laughs> Hey, Shudir, off and on he went on and on, but I was present. He said the right thing. You know how this Nuara Brahman's function, amazing.
લાચુ મહારાજ ટોલ સ્વામીજી કેમ કે અમેરિકા યુ નાવ કિશપસેન યુઝ ટુ ગીવ લેક્ચર ઇન ટાઉન હોલ ઇન કાલકાજા આઈ વોન્ટ યુ ઓલ્સો લેક્ચર લાઈક કેશપસેન યુ વોઝ અ ફેમસ ઓરેચર એન્ડ આઈ શેલ કેરી એ જાગ ઓફ વોટર ફોર યુ સો દેટ વેન યુ આર ટાયર્ડ આઈ શેલ ગીવ ડ્રિંકિંગ વોટર સ્વામીજી રોટ ફ્રોમ અમેરિકા બટ આઈ એમ ફુલફિલિંગ લેટોસ ડિઝાયર ઇન અમેરિકા આઈ એમ ગીવિંગ અ લોટ ઓફ લેક્ચર દેન વેન સ્વામીજી ગેવ એ લેક્ચર ઇન કાલકાતા ઇઝ રિસેપ્શન એડ્રેસ લાચુ મહારાજ કેરેજ એક જાગ ઓફ વોટર સો દેટ ઇફ સ્વામીજી ટાયર ગીવ ડ્રિંકિંગ હાઉ યુ નો સમટાઈમ્સ ડુ યુ નો હાઉ ડુ આઈ ફીલ અબાઉટ લવ ડુ યુ રિયલી ફીલ અમેરિકન મંત્ર આઈ લાવ યુ આઈ મિસ યુ આઈ લાવ યુ આઈ મિસ યુ ઓલ બોયઝ એન્ડ ગર્લ્સ દે આર રિપીટિંગ આઈ લાવ યુ આઈ મિસ યુ દેટ ઇઝ અમેરિકન મંત્ર બટ દિસ ઇઝ રિયલ જેન્યુઇન લાવ દેન ઇ મેન્શન હેપીનેસ એન્ડ મિઝરી come from karma do not blame both are great teachers don't think happiness is the good teacher misery is a better teacher than happiness during the time of misery you can recognize who is your true friend i remember when we was in class 7 seven, 7th grade we used to memorize panchatantram utsave vyasane jeevo I am talking about I memorized in 1949. Utsave vyasane chaibo, durvikshe rastra viplave, rajodare smasane cha, jatishtuti sabandhava. Who is your friend? Utsave, at the time of festivity. Dashane, at the time of our good time. Durvikshe, at the time of famine. Rastra viplave, at the time of war. Then Utsave vyasane durvikshe, rajodare, when you are arrested. Shmasane, when somebody dies in your family, you are taking the body to the cremation ground. If a person stays with you, that person is your friend. We have to memorize all these verses. Who is your friend? Only if you are with you, when you have a good time, good health, good, a lot of money, I am your friend. And when you have a bad time, I don't know you. Shuk shapnir motu. Happiness is like a dream. It comes again, it disappears. So, have a friendship with the misery also. Because it is also a gift of God. Have misery, disease, they are also great teachers. They take away your bad karma. They, they eradicate your bad karma. <laughs> That is the reason Krishna says, Shukhe dukhe sami kritva lava labo ujaya jayu. Shukhe dukhe, even manjaj, when happiness, misery both comes. Victory or defeat, keep even manjaj. And if brothers look, most people are habudubhi khatshe. They are 
happiness misery, happiness misery, all these people, happiness misery, happiness misery. Do you know what Swamiji said? Madam, the pendulum of the clock must swing. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Happiness, misery, happiness, misery, happiness, misery. That is called life. When happiness side comes, we try to grab it. Stay there. Stay there. But it will push us back. Because that is the way the pendulum works. Do you know what is real happiness? Shosharupi is sita. If you established on your real self, that happiness is the permanent happiness. These things he used to write me through letters, you know. The dates are there. 24th December, 1982, Banaras He was telling me what are the books you should read in the Vedanta philosophy. So he gave a list. Viveka Chudamani, Atma Bodha, Tattva Bodha, Upadesha Shastri, Shankara's Commentary on some small books, Panchadoshi, Nushkarma Shiddhi, Vedanta Shara. <laughs> he gave a list of the books, now you read. <laughs> but Panchadoshi is the best, very good book for, for, for learning Vedanta. Aparakshanavati, Bhaikya Vritti, Logu Bhaikya Vritti, Punshi Karan Bharti. He gave a list of books <laughs> for me to read. I told him, Maharaj, could you write a book or an article about just the newcomers of Vedanta? But I am too old. I cannot do those things. I go, now, <laughs> now I am waiting to Lord take me from the other to the other side. <laughs> I tell you frankly, I tried to do one work in this country. I did many work. One is if a newcomer comes to me and asks, could you give me a Vedanta book on Vedanta, what book shall we give to a person? An American, no background, wants a book on Vedanta. What book will you give? Upanishad Gita, newcomers will not work. Gospel of Ramakrishna, the moment they will reach woman and gold or maya, they will close the book. Immediately they will close the book. And I gave one book to a dear lady and she read it. She closed the book and wrote in her will, when I shall die, return this book to Swami. <laughs> and her sister really returned that book to me. <laughs> that will happen, you know. That is the reason I worked on a book, Vedanta Voice of Freedom, which is the quintessence of Swami Vivekananda's eight volumes. What is Vedanta? The philosophy of Vedanta, the religion of Vedanta, the God, the God, God and man in Vedanta, then concept of Maya, Karma Yoga, Gana Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Raja Yoga, the goal of Vedanta, Vedanta in practice, and the universality of Vedanta. There are twelve chapters. That is the quintessence of Vedanta. You see, it is Swamiji who taught Vedanta in the West. So that book is very, very popular, I tell you frankly. It has been translated into German, Dutch, Spanish, Croatia, Lithuania, Bengali, in many languages. What's the name again, Swamiji? Hmm? What's the name again? Vedanto Bhaisa Freedom. Then he wrote me, Shukadeva went to King Janaka for self-knowledge. Janaka said, Go, see my city. 
he moved around and came back. What did you see? I saw all sugar dolls moving around. Hmm. What do you see right now? I see you are a sugar doll, I am a sugar doll. We are talking each other. Hmm. You got the supreme knowledge, now you go back. <laughs> you will not have to come to me anymore. <laughs> then he told, there are some Punjits, they only speak. What do they speak? They talk, talk, talk. They memorize some shlokas and they will bombard you. And they will show you that what a great scholar he is. So he said, a Punjit taught his little boy, eight, eight or ten years old boy, memorize, memorize. So he came and, oh, money, he can quote these scriptures and very learned. He met his son. <laughs> what happened? He came, the Punjit brought his son to the king. And king was overwhelmed, dumbfounded, seeing the memory and the erudition of the little boy. Then in the meantime, a bird flew in. Then immediately, this boy <laughs> took his cap and grabbed that, that bird. Then the minister told the king, O oh, king, this is the real nature of that little boy. The other learning you see, his, his father put in his brain that he is repeating to you. But his real nature is still a boy. So he said, there are some people, the great teacher, they will quote you, but just this is their profession. They do not practice Vedanta, you know, that he said. Then he talked about that how many types of spiritual aspirants in this world. Uttam, Maddham, Kunishtatam, Adham, Adharatamam, Iti, Panchavidam, Prarabdham. Good, mediocre, next, next, next. Five kinds of spiritual aspirants you find in this world. And how they function, that also he mentioned. Jnani, Nuvara Brahman, is beyond rules and regulations. First October 1977. I was in Panaras. That is my first visit to India after seven years. Kashi Shivasram, number 10 world. Number 10 world means all retired, old, sick monks. Many rooms. Each Swami has his own small room, not attached bathroom. But it's one or two attached bathrooms are there. And from the hospital, the food will come three times. So I went to his room, packed with books. He was meditating on his bed. Then he was telling, you know, in his spiritual life, 
grace. Grace is very important. There are four kinds of grace. Guru Kripa, Ishar Kripa, Shastra Kripa, Atma Kripa. Grace of the Guru, grace of God, grace of the scriptures, and the grace of your own self. What is the grace of the Guru? He initiates and he shows the path, spiritual path. He removes the obstacles. And if you want to learn from our Guru, Sheva, Tadviddi Purnipati Napuri Prasnena Shevaya, you must know God, Purnipati. Be humble to your Guru. Puri prasna, ask questions. Clear your understanding and serve Him with love. Then, upadekshanti te gyanam gyanina tatnudarsina. He will expose his, your, his heart to you and teach you everything. That is called Guru's Kripa. Then, Ishar Kripa. Do you know what is Ishar Kripa? We are all alive because it is the grace of God. How? Who created the air? If you do not breathe five minutes, you will die. Who created water? If you do not drink, we will die. God gave everything to us, food, everything. It is Ishar Kripa, that you are still alive. Raso Vaisa, Raso Hivayam Labdhvanandi Bhavuti, Kohe Bhainath Kapranath Jadishwa Akashananda Nasyat. In the Tvittiri Upanishad say Raso Vaisa, this Brahman, God, is Rasha. Felicity, juice. Who could inhale, who could exhale if there is no blissful self within you? That Upanishad says. That is Ishar Kripa. Then, Shastra Kripa. Grace of the scripture. You see, scripture acts like a mother, loving mother. Gita, Upanishad, they are like our mothers. As mother always wants her children should be safe and secured and will be well disciplined. That makes mother happy. Let me tell you one incident about grace of the scripture. Purna Chandra Ghosh was a disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. He was Ishar Koti, a great soul. Like Vivekananda was Ishar Koti. Sri Ramakrishna told him, don't marry. But his parents forced him to get married. He has several children. He was working for a finance department of the government of India. I am talking about 1910-1911. Tuberculosis. 
he got tuberculosis. So one day he was thinking, I shall commit suicide, Purno. So he was thinking, before I commit suicide, I must go and take a shower. Then I go to the shrine, I shall bow down to the master, then I shall take suicide, I shall commit suicide. So he went to bath, went to the shrine, then there he was a copy of the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. So at random he opens it, let me take a message of the Master, then I shall take my life. <laughs> Do you know what? The, he opened the book and the first he saw, Purno Balog Bhakto Thakur Purner Mongol Chinta Kuritesen. It is in the record of him in the Gospel. Purno is a boy devotee, Sri Ramakrishna is thinking of his welfare. Master is thinking about my welfare and I shall commit suicide. No. That one sentence saved that person's life. That is called Shastra Kripa, grace of the scripture. And Atma Kripa. You see, you may get all graces, but if you do not contribute yours, you will not get anything. Sri Ramakrishna said, I created fire, only you take the heat. But if you do not stay away, if you stay away from the fireplace, you will not get the heat. You will feel cold and you will feel darkness. Sri Ramakrishna said, I cooked food, you must eat. If the Guru eats, that will not appease the hunger of the disciple. You will have to eat. I catch the mold, you must eat. I made the mold, you only cast yourself. Those are the words of Sri Ramakrishna, anyhow. Atmakrit. Then he told me, if you read the scriptures every day, your Shastra Drishti khule jabe. Your Shastra Drishti, your third eye about the scripture will open. Sometimes you read, you do not understand. But reading, 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 again and again and again, it will penetrate inside. So one day it will flash. That is the way it works. That day I asked him a question. How to practice Vedanta in daily life? The, imp the implementation, the the practical Vedanta. How? He says, you know, you cannot express what Brahman is. You will have to feel it exist, exist, exist. It is in the Kata Upanishad. You can feel it. I am that I am. I am that I am. It is a matter of experience. You cannot express it. Then he says that Guru Bardho Shishko Bashu Shishko Bashulke Upadesh Dila Bharkale Bolan. Bardho was a teacher. The disciple's name was Bashkoli. Bashkoli was asking, teach me about Brahman. Guru kept quiet. Teach me about God, Brahman. Guru kept quiet. Again, when the third time he said, 
उपशांत वो महात्मा साइलेंस इज ब्रह्मन आई एम टीचिंग यू ऑल द टाइम बट यू डोंट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट कैन आई डू उपशांत वो महात्मा आई रिमेम्बर वेदांत फॉर फ्रीडम इन द इंट्रोडक्शन आई रोट ए स्टोरी ए वेदांत टीचर केम एंड से Do you know what I am going to talk to you? The audience said no. Then you have no background. You go. <laughs> <laughs> It will not work. Then next Sunday again, the teacher was brought and he asked, "Do you know what I am going to speak to you?" All said yes. Oh, then you know everything. I not tell <laughs> you. You you go. <laughs> The third Sunday again, he was brought. This time, the audience decided the half will say yes and half will say no. <laughs> Then he came and said, "Do you know what I'm going to speak to you?" Half said yes, half said no. Those who said yes, please tell them who said no. <laughs> Then fourth Sunday again, he was brought. This time, they decided that we shall keep quiet. So fourth Sunday, when he said, "Do you know what I'm going to speak to you?" All kept quiet, <laughs> but this is the right time to speak to Vedanta to you. He he told me from the Yogavashistha Ramayana. If you see Yogavashistha Ramayana, big big volumes. So Bhushishto was the teacher, Ramachandra, Indianization of God was the student. So after teaching everything, then Bhushishto kept quiet. Will he teach me more? Well, I have nothing to teach you, <laughs> and I, I I shall keep quiet. That is my, that is the that is the ultimate truth. Then Ramchandra says, "Then why did you talk so much? All these years you were talking and talking and talking." Bhushishta says, "Look, if I would not talk, people would think I am stupid. <laughs> that is the reason I, I talk." <laughs> But ultimate truth cannot be expressed. Hmm? Ultimate truth cannot be said, cannot be said. Without holy company, the mind does not go toward God. Sat sangho. Sat, sat means existence, Paramatman. Association of the Paramatman is the real sat sangho. Our sat sangho thinks it is sat sangho. Satsang means association of a holy person, but holy books also give satsang. Paramatma, real path. Paramatma is sat, chit, ananda. That sat is the real sat. Association of the Brahman is the main thing. Then, Brahma kara bhritti. I am Brahman. I am Brahman. Only that bhritti comes in the mind. Then he says, some people inside and outside, both sides are full of unhappiness. Some outside happiness, inside unhappiness. Some vice versa, but some both. Then he gave an example. Do you know how does it work? A dog has a wound, and there is some worm there inside. And that worm is bothering the dog. He is restless, but dog is in a cage. 
But when the dog is outside, some flies and moth, they are also sitting on the wound and making more reservoir. When he's inside, only inside pain. When he's outside, inside pain, outside pain. <laughs> then he says, some human beings, they have a lot of worldly desires inside, bubbling. Those desires are like worms, are biting that person's mind. And when that person comes out and surrounded by lust and gold and all the sensual objects, then they are like flies and, and, and bugs are killing that person. That person is very restless. As Swamiji said, monkey by nature restless. If you give the monkey uh, wine, it will be more restless. When this, if you throw some hornets on the monkey, <laughs> can you imagine what is the condition of that monkey? <laughs> that is the condition of the average human mind. We have lot of desires and lot of impurities, and then when we go out, oh, I shall buy that thing, you know, then a lot of desires come. I remember the story of Tommy Losoja, who was the manager of Dodgers. I earn money, my wife is in the shopping mall. How can, what can I do? <laughs> desires, a lot of desires. But how to get rid of this upai? Shadu Shango, have the company of the holy. Well, if we do not have discrimination and denunciation, only Vedanta scriptures reading will not help you. You need good guru. Then he told that there are four kinds of intellect. Stone intellect, rubber intellect, leather intellect, oil intellect. Stone intellect, if it is a stone, you put a nail, it will not go. Nail will break. If it is a rubber intellect, you hit it, it will go and it will come back. And leather intellect, you hit it, it will go as much as it goes, that much it will be there. And oil intellect, here is a bucket of water, you drop one drop of oil, immediately it is spread. The entire surface of the water is full of oil. Some people have rubber, have oil intellect. Tremendous grasping power, understanding power. All human intellects are not the same. He explained how intellect works in Vedantic <laughs> system. Then somebody, a monk came and said, Maharaj, I have the knowledge of Brahman. <laughs> Don't say to everybody. <laughs> Maharaj put his fingers on his lips. <laughs> then Bhavra Maharaj said, you have knowledge of Brahman. Do you have any doubt? Sometimes I doubt. Hainai, Hainai. No, no. His name was Kodunananda. Then Kodunananda wanted to be, give a lecture like Swamiji. Then Brahmananda said, all right, on condition. You will have to dress like Swamiji and put a turban. Then I shall allow you to lecture. So he dressed up. Then he, Swami Brahmananda invited all people. He came. And Brahmananda sat on a chair, and next to Swami Bhigyanananda sat another chair. Then Brahmananda said, I offer, I want, I propose Swami Bhigyanananda will preside the meeting. 
He is the president. Swami Pikyananda Gautapa and said, I dissolve this meeting. <laughs> I dissolve this meeting. Maharaj said, I propose Vidyananda be the president. Vidyananda Gautapa said, I dissolve this meeting. <laughs> then, then Kurunananda was in his tears. Maharaj, I dress so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't allow me to talk. But what can I do? Began is the president, which is in his hand. That it is happens to make all kinds of fun, you know. <laughs> then Swami told me, if you really want self-knowledge, you will have to be abrito chokshu. You will have to close your eyes. Then he said, it is a mantra from the Kato Upanishad. Paranchikhani Vyatrinath Sambhu Parang Pushyanti Nantaratman Kusya Dhira Prittagatman Amikshat Abhrita Chakshu Amritattam Itchan Jama, the God of Death was telling Nuchiketa. You really want to realize the Atman? Yes. God created the senses with outgoing tendencies. There are some people they shut the senses and close the senses and turn their mind within. Then you will see the Atman. That he told me. <coughs> because sometimes I see some people are practicing spiritual disciplines, but you are not making any progress. Do you know what is the main problem? Attachment and ego. They are still attached to their family or other places, you know, and big ego, and, and anger. Some people harbor ill feeling for others. They are very, very dangerous. The holy man's anger should be marked on the water. It must disappear very quickly. Well, in this world, everybody wants liberation, happiness. Every woman, nobody wants misery and suffering. We are born to get that bliss. That bliss only is in the Brahman. But most people, some people learn through seeing, some people learn through hearing, and some people learn through suffering. So through suffering and suffering, they get push, 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 then their minds turn toward God. Then he talked about quite a bit of other Vedanta literature. Then he told me, Shondi dekhte jano? Do you know what Shondi means? Junction. Do you know how to see the junction? Here is a pearl necklace. Here is a pearl, here is a pearl, here is a pearl. But all these pearls are connected, are tied with a thread or a chain. But you do not see it. We are seeing only the pearls. <coughs> he was telling that, but if you minutely observe, very minutely, if you see between these two pearls, between the junction of the two pearls, you will see a little bit his position, thread, 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 thread. You can see it. That thread is consciousness, that is Atman. And all these pearls is a thought waves, thoughts. 
thoughts. No thoughts can rise without that consciousness. So, when you see these things lying, that the thread, always remember, that is the Atman. So, when you are talking about Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, every vritti, if it rises like this, you will be illuminated. That will Kachkeno Upanishad say, Pratibodha viditam matam amritattam evindate. Pratibodha. In every thought experience comes I am Brahman. I am Brahman. Not I am Chetananda, I am Swami, I am this, I am that. No. Only I am Brahman. No other thought. That, that is the way one can get illumination. Then he explained in Vedanta scripture there are two words that are used. Asat, Mitta. Asat means the thing which does not exist and we do not see. Example, horn of a man. Have you seen any horn of a man? No, but you can see in Hollywood, you know. <laughs> Hollywood movie, you will see that buffalo horn. <laughs> Hollywood can do everything, you know. <laughs> horn of a hare, horn of a man. But we say horn, we understand, man we understand. But when you connect horn of a man, we do not see anything. That is called Oshad. Mitta means thing which does not exist, but we can see. Thing does not exist, but we can see. Example, mirage. Sun reflects in the sun. We think there is water, but actually there is no water. You go there, there is no water. Or you can see the seashell. So when the sun glitters, you can see perhaps the sterling silver. Actually, there is no silver. It is just a shell. That is the example. We see it, but it does not exist. Well, do you know the problem in our life? Ego. If ego exists, world exists. Ego is not there, world is not there. How to eradicate this ego from human life? Then he talked about his days in the Uttar Kashi with Devi Giriji. He was a very, very famous monk, Nuara Brahman. He practiced austerity with Swami Turiyananda. He said, we used to go with him in the evening near the fireplace. We used to sit and talk only about Vedanta. And sometimes we want to, there is no electricity, no oil lamp, nothing of the sort, only fireplace. But when we wanted to find refer any scripture, so we used to throw some dry leaves into the fire and then we used to check our books. That is the way we used to <coughs> get our knowledge. You know, when I used to, be, I can visualize those things to me. They're so beautiful, beautiful. That Himalayan rain in the cottage, here is a Nuara Brahman and his students are studying Vedanta with the help of the light of the fireplace, throwing some dry leaves so that they can see the scriptures. I saw in, in Springfield, Illinois, Lincoln, how Lincoln used to study fireplace. In this way, he used to read the books. No electricity, no lantern, nothing of the sort. In the 
prairies in the Midwest, early settlers, how they settled on the bank of the Mississippi, Missouri River. Then he talked about renunciation. There is a sadhu named Muthuradas. He used to go, go bake food. So you gave food, monks go and bake arms from door to door. He took food. The father, shall I give you water? No, 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 water is available in the Ganges. I only want food. What renunciation he had. Barefooted, walking over the snow. Father, don't you feel cold? Nahi, under garam hai. I am not cold. My inside is warm. I am the Atman, I am not the body. You know, he says that these are the real, real monks. Then he said, you know, I am, a, he wrote to me that, um, I mean, if I die, they will throw away all my collections. You better take them to America and work for them. So, anyhow, this Swami has a great, great influence on me. I am very indebted to him. And when I see these things, I am so happy that here is a genuine monk Highly learned, highly cold, deeply spiritual. Means he experimented scripture in his life and that he shared with others. Anyhow, thank you. Good night. <coughs> Next two Saturdays, there will be, I shall not give any class. I shall be in Portland, Seattle, Vancouver and Calgary. Then I shall be back again last Sunday of August, sorry, last Saturday of August and two first Saturdays in September. Then I shall be back to St. Louis. Thank you. <laughs>